Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. I am beyond excited today's episode because for the last three episodes, I've been talking about the coronavirus pandemic and tips around how to cope with stress and anxiety and how to work from home and how to live your best life in the middle of this pandemic. And today I want to break with that and start with a brand new topic, happiness, because who doesn't want to be happy? You know, people believe that happiness is all about happy faces and parties and dancing unicorns. Many people believe that being happy means not having any problems or struggles or challenges, or maybe having a big house and a great car or a title or a position. I firmly believe that happiness has nothing to do with material things, but rather with how we feel. Happiness is a feeling. I don't believe either that happiness is the absence of problems and challenges, but rather, I think that happiness is having made it through those tough situations and being able to look back and feel fulfilled. I don't believe either that happiness is something that happens to you, but rather happiness is a choice. Happy people create their own happiness from the inside out which means that we all get to choose to be happy. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the 12 habits of highly happy people. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal-getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. The 12 Habits of Highly Happy People. If you have read the book, The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, you know where I was inspired by. This book changed my life and is going to influence greatly today's episode. I was inspired by The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People to do some research and come up with the 12 Habits of Highly happy people. Before I dig in, and I want to dig in right away because I have tons of content to share with you today, I want to put out two things out there uh, that I think are important for you to keep in mind as you listen to today's episode. The first thing is that all the habits that I'm going to share with you today they take and require a change in perspective. So as you listen to today's episode, I want to ask you to keep an open mind. The second thing is that all these habits are choices that we can and we have to make every day to achieve happiness. So be ready to make your own choices. 
With that being said, let's dig in into the 12 habits of highly happy people. Habit number one, they practice gratitude. Gratitude is a game changer. It moves you from looking at problems to searching for solutions, from looking at the cup half empty to seeing the cup half full. Happy people focus on what they have versus what they don't, and they find the bright side in every situation. Unhappy people continuously question and think about if I have X, then I'll be happy. They see happiness as conditioned by possessing or achieving something. When I buy that car, then I'll be happy. When I have that big house, then I'll be happy. When I marry the perfect partner, then I'll be happy. When I get that promotion, then I'll be happy. Happy people, on the other hand, as I said, they focus on what they have and they actively pursue joy every day. They're constantly looking for blessings around them. That correlation between gratitude and happiness has been tested multiple times. There are many studies out there that really prove that there is a correlation between these two. I'm just going to share one. Um, There was a psychologist at UC Davis that had three groups of volunteers, and they were all asked to keep journals. They were in a hospital, and they... Um, they were sick and they were asked to keep a journal of the time where they were um, while they were sick. So one group, they were asked to wrote about the major events that happened every day. The second group was asked to write again about the hassles that they experienced. And the last group wrote a short list of what they were grateful for every day. Ten weeks later, those who wrote a gratitude list, they felt more optimistic. They were more satisfied with their lives than those that were in any of the two groups. Even they reported fewer physical symptoms and discomfort, less headaches. They basically, you know, got healthy quicker than any of the other two groups. I've talked about this many times. Um, You probably might be thinking that I sound like a broken record when it comes to gratitude, but I have to say this again. Since I introduced gratitude as part of my morning routine, I am more present, I am more mindful, I am more intentional about looking and pursuing for joy. I am more happy. Many of the things that I write down in my gratitude journal are not new. I was just not paying attention to them before. I'll give you an example. Last night, um, or this morning in my journal, I wrote, my husband made me dinner. It wasn't the first time. It's not like he never cooks. Actually, he's now cooking more often than ever before, and he's really good at cooking. Um, And, you know, me being present in the moment and looking for those moments of gratitude made me express my gratitude to him for cooking dinner yesterday. And that, you know, I had this feeling of fulfillment and feeling happy and feeling appreciated. And it's something that 
would never happen before. I was just seeing that, okay, we're eating dinner, so we're eating dinner, right? And now I'm more present and more mindful and looking for gratitude in the small things of the everyday. Habit number two, they let go of control. This is a control freak talking right now. I totally hate to generalize, but I'm going to generalize today. I hope that no one gets offended, but I feel that there's two types of people that are more susceptible to want to control everything. Those are my type A personalities and women. And I'm both of those. So I am a control freak. I am not afraid to admit that. For those that are type A personalities like me, I'm sure that you can relate. Type A personalities were characterized by being ambitious and hardworking and determined and were focused on on our goals. We're very result-oriented, very determined to succeed. Those who are type A personalities, we like to be in charge and be in control of our environment and our lives. Women, on the other hand, we believe that good enough is not good enough. We tend to be perfectionist. And when you're a perfectionist, you typically are also a control freak. We not only are perfectionists, but we tend to be more in tune with our emotions and in general, the emotional side of things. So many times we believe that in order to be happy, we need to be in control. Personally, I experienced that the times that I've let go of control, I feel happier. When you're trying to control everything because you simply can't control everything, you're always frustrated. It's never enough. It's never good enough. And when you let go of that control, not only you free yourself and you feel more fulfilled and happier, but you give others also the opportunity to develop, to grow. And that brings a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment that can be compared with anything else. Habit number three, they take risk and they follow their hearts. Happy people are not afraid of failure. On the contrary, they see failure as part of of life, as a milestone to success, as an opportunity. Because they're not afraid of failure, they take more risks. So they live with no regrets, with no what-ifs in their lives. They make decisions following their hearts versus overthinking them. When you overthink decisions, you always end up second-guessing yourself after making your decision. I have to admit that I'm more of a logical decision maker. I like to look at data and I want to take that in account as I'm making my decisions. But that doesn't mean that I can't follow my heart. I'm just saying this just in case that you, like me, are a logical decision maker. I want to give you an example to really explain what I'm referring to when I say that happy people follow their hearts. Here's my example. We love to travel. Both my husband and I, since we met each other, we have made every year as part of our New Year resolution list to visit a new place where we haven't been before. 
So this year we're really freaking out because we already have our book, uh, our trip booked for the end of the year to go visit a new place. And with the current situation with the coronavirus, this might be the first year in over 15 years. What do I say? Not 15, 18 years that we will not go to a new place. So back to my example we have picked what places to visit in many different ways. There have been times where we have done a full-blown analysis with all the multiple variables like price, convenience, travel time, how far the place is, you know, what is to see, what can we see in that place? What are, you know, how many places we can see? Can we make a combo trip and see two places while going to one? And the list goes on and goes on. We have even made Excel spreadsheets with all the criteria and all the places in order to come up to the place that has the highest point number of points to decide where to go. That is our logical decision maker, you know, coming to the surface to make that decision. But there's been other years where there wasn't any logic behind our decision. We just had our hearts set on a place that we wanted to go. And regardless of any of those variables, we've just go to that place. One example was back in 2006, we went to Japan. That was a country that it was on our bucket list for both of us. And we did not make any assessment at all. We just follow our hearts. We went to Japan. We fall in love with Japan. Before arriving to Japan, we bought um, a train passport. Basically, is a passport that allows you to take any train, including the high-speed train, for the amount of days that you buy your passport for. And one day... Um, I will always remember this day. We went to the train station with all our suitcases. And we look at the board, where was the next train going? And it was going to Hiroshima. And we just picked our luggage, got on the train, and went to Hiroshima with no plans whatsoever. That experience is one that I remember so vividly. And this was back in 2006. If you ask me about any other experience picking any other place or the feelings that I experienced picking any other place or getting to any other place, I might not remember. But I do remember this vacation because we follow our hearts. There was no logic in our decision. And I was really happy after that. Okay, so that is my example on habit um, number three. They take risk and they follow their hearts. Habit number four, they are personally accountable. Unhappy people, they go through life feeling as the victim. Everything seems to happen to them. It was never something that they did. They were just simply not lucky. If they are not accountable, if it's not their fault, then they have not failed. Life failed them. Accountability tends to have this negative connotation. Happy people, 
they see accountability as a positive thing. They look at accountability as a medium to achieve happiness. Personal accountability is the belief that you are fully responsible for your own actions and the consequences of your actions. Happy people realize that they can change the behavior of others. They can only truly change themselves. And they believe that it is impossible to achieve anything worthwhile in life without becoming personally accountable for their actions. Habit number five. They surround themselves with the right people. Someone once said that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So surround yourself with happy people. Surround yourself with people that leave all these 12 habits, people that are better than you, people that you admire. I truly believe that happiness is contagious, and that goes both ways. Not only by surrounding yourself with happy people, you can become happier, but you also have the power to influence others around you. So I want to invite you to take an inventory of the people that you spend the most time with. And I've created a template to help you take this inventory and help identify who might be people that you want to invite to that inner circle of yours. So first of all, I want you to think about the five people that you spend the most time with. This might be people that you know, people that are close to you, like your family, your friends, your colleagues at work, or maybe could be people that you've never met in person, but you've met through their books and their podcast. So write down who are those five people that you spend the most time with. Now, let's analyze those five people and see how much of a positive influence, how much do you think their happiness is being contagious over you. So I want you to take five minutes to visualize the happiest version of yourself. How does he or she look like? I want you to identify the top five words that will describe the happiest version of yourself. And I want you to write those five words on the top of the template. Now you have created a grid. And I want you to rate from one to 10 every person in your list against those five words that describe the happiest version of yourself. How much from 1 to 10, 1 being not at all and 10 being perfect, are these people exemplifying those things? Anyone who is rating higher, those are the people that you want to invest most time with, people that you want to invite to your inner circle. So now think about if there are areas where you don't have anyone that rates high, there might be a word, a characteristic about that happiest version of yourself where everyone in your list is ranking low. I want to th you to think about who can you invite to your circle that will bring that with them. So as you spend more time with them, that will be contagious and you will start to become that happiest version of yourself. Okay, habit number six, they enjoy the present. Happy people don't get stuck in their past. 
They have the ability to let go of the past and enjoy and live in the present. They're not consumed by what the future might bring, especially not by the challenges that they might face. They don't get overwhelmed thinking about things that may or may not happen before they actually happen. There have been studies done around this that confirm that people who live in the present are more satisfied with life in average. The opposite seems to be true for those who dwell in the past. Specifically, the study found that people with more depressive symptoms and higher levels of anxiety then tend to be more focused on the past and have more of a fatalistic view of the present. When you think about the fact that rumiation can be a big part of both anxiety and depression, this finding starts to make sense. Happy people really enjoy the present. They don't get stuck in the past and they don't get overwhelmed with what if or what might come in the future. And I think that habit number one, gratitude, really helps you to be more rooted in the present and really mindful and living in your present. Habit number seven, they focus on personal growth. Happy people have a growth mindset. They are continuously focused on personal growth. They find joy in personal growth. They refuse to stay stagnant. They push themselves outside of their comfort zone. They explore new things and look to experience new things. Now, let me clarify something. Growth doesn't have to be this exponential apparent to everyone thing. The truth is that sometimes is small and imperceptible to the eyes of others. Some ways to intentionally grow include traveling and reading and listening to podcasts and spending time doing self-reflection. I'm going to give you a practical example of this. I have moved four times. I've lived in four different countries. I personally love to travel. Travel is something that brings me joy. And I work in a company where there's a lot of people going out on international assignments and going to new countries. And what I have noticed is that there's two types of people. Some people focus on growth, and they like to immerse themselves in new cultures, in the food, in the language. They're willing to try new things and explore new things. Those who don't have a growth habit, they look at all the inconveniences of being in a new culture. Personally, this particular habit has had a big impact in my level of personal fulfillment and my sense of happiness. I have always been a learner. I have always found joy in learning. But in recent years, I have been more intentional about it. These days, I intentionally build 60 minutes of, of learning in every single day. I always get the same questions. How do I fit an hour of learning a day? And maybe this is a topic for another podcast episode, but a short version of it. Three things that I do every day. One, I am intentional about it. I make it a priority. Two, I leverage my commute time. 
I used to hate my commute. I saw my commute as a waste of time, but now I actually look forward to it because that is the time where I'm listening to podcasts and audiobooks. And typically I'm driving for 20, 25 minutes each way to work. And that is time that I'm spending in learning and spending time with those five people that we talked about before. And the third thing is that I leverage my morning and my evening routines to add self-reflection. In my opinion, self-reflection is one of the most effective ways to learn and to grow. Okay, habit number eight. They give and they are of service to others. Happy people are givers. When we think about giving, the first thing that comes to many people's mind is giving money. But it actually can be anything. It can be your time, your ideas, your knowledge, your wisdom, the information and the insights that you have, your talents, anything. Volunteering to nonprofits, mentoring someone, sharing good practices, using your talents to help others. Those are all examples of giving. Happy people actively seek for opportunities to share and they do it naturally and they experience joy in giving. Happy people give without expecting anything in return. They truly give. Do you remember when was the last time that you give your time volunteering to a nonprofit organization or the last time you brought snacks to pass them at the office or when you helped someone solve a problem they had? Think about how you felt. I am confident, 99.99% confident, that probably as you remember this moment, remembering it brought a smile to your face because you remember the joy that you experienced and how happy you were when you were giving to others. Habit number nine. They find purpose and they pursue it consistently. The most highly happy people have a clear purpose and they actively leave their purpose. Purpose relates to the intersection of four questions. What do I love? In other words, your passions. What am I good at? In other words, your vocation. What do I or can be paid for now? your profession, and four, what does the world need, your mission? If you don't have passion in your career or balance in your life, you'll never be consistently happy. Happy people are intentional about staying in that space where their passion, their vocation, their profession, and their mission intersect. Habit number 10. They give grace to themselves and to others. Giving grace to yourselves looks like not being hard with yourself for not being perfect and allowing yourself to fail and make mistakes. I have found that when I'm not practicing grace to myself, I feel unhappy and incomplete, like nothing that I do is enough or good enough because I can clearly see the things that went wrong and what I missed versus the things that I did right. We are not robots. We are humans. We're not meant to be perfect. 
Happy people realize this. They strive for progress over perfection. They don't allow themselves to feel bad when they make mistakes. They give themselves permission to not do it all because they realize that is not. Habit number 10, they give grace to themselves and others. Giving grace to yourselves looks like not being hard on yourself when you're not being quote unquote perfect or allowing yourself to fail and make mistakes. I have found that when I'm not practicing grace to myself, I feel unhappy and incomplete. Like nothing that I do seems to be enough or good enough because I can clearly see all the things that went wrong and I missed on the things that I did right. We are not robots. We are humans. We're not meant to be perfect. Happy people realize this. They strive for progress over perfection. They don't allow themselves to feel bad when they make mistakes. They give themselves permission to not do it all because they realize that it's not possible to do it all. In the same way that they give grace to themselves, they also give grace to others. They learn to forgive and forget and let go of things. They don't hold judgment over other people. Habit 11. They smile, laugh, and jiggle often. No one, and I mean no one, wakes up feeling happy every day. But some people really work at it. Even if you're not feeling positive, seeking happy thoughts within you and then summoning a genuine smile in response to it can boost your happiness levels and make you more productive. If I would ask you to visualize an image that represents happiness, I bet many of you would think of someone smiling or even laughing or jiggling. I truly believe that we need to act as we want to feel. Some people think that we act as we feel. I think we need to act the way that we want to feel. So if you want to feel happy, then you need to be serious about seeking joy and smiling more often and finding reasons to laugh and jiggle. Because when you start laughing, when you start jiggling, that creates a sense of happiness that boosts your happiness levels. Finally, habit number 12, they see the bigger picture. Happy people know that trials will end and they can see that bigger picture. They don't get caught up on the little things that don't matter because in the grand scheme of life, there are things that are just more important. They're confident in their role in life and they know that this too shall pass when they're facing challenging times. Having that ability to see the bigger picture allows them not to get stuck in the losses, not to get stuck on the problems and the challenges in which they are immersed into that they're facing, but rather to focus on that light at the end of the tunnel. Seeing that bigger picture allows them to break through those challenges to quiet the noise of those challenges around them, to not get caught up on the little details that don't matter, but rather on that bigger picture and the sense of purpose that that bigger picture brings to them. 
So those are the 12 habits of highly happy people, at least from my perspective. You know, when I was doing my old self-assessment on who are those five people that I spend the most time with, what I find out that most of those five people, they came across to me as having it all together and being happy, generally happy. So I interview some of them. I chat with some of them. I did some research to come up with these 12 habits. At the end of the day, I want to end this episode where I started by saying that happiness is a choice. We all can and have to make that choice every day because happiness is not a destination. It's not like one day you're happy and you're happy for everly after, like, you know, on the kids' stories. You need to actively pursue happiness every day. And developing some of these habits can help you live a happy life. So I know this episode was longer than usual, but I hope it was worth it. If you like it, I'm going to ask you as always two things. That you go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and that you share this episode with someone that can benefit from today's content. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.